The Level Down Games podcast for October 12th, 2020 is presented by leveldowngames.com. On with the show. Working 12-hour shifts and building doors for a living. Wait, 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 wait. We're not Dan. This is the Level Down Games Podcast. Welcome home. (laughs) I'm your host, Brian, and joining me this week, host of The Media Files. Every Friday, it is Kyle. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Brian. What a uh, episode you just put up this past Friday as well for the Media Files. Dude, it was a good listen. Good listen. Thank you. Thank you. It's a good show, man. Lovecraft Country is the episode that we just put up. Awesome freaking TV show. Yeah, I might have to check that one out. It seems really... Uh, I've actually... Jessica and I have watched a lot of things that you've talked about on the Media Files after you talked about it, so... <laughs> You're influencers now, bud. Yep. Small time, but still influencers. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Also this week, over in the sound booth, it is Sean. What's up? How y'all doing? What's Welcome. going on, man? Uh, you know, not much. Just hanging out here on a AOL 5.0. Yeah, man. Just downloaded the new update. Things are blazing fast at 56 KBS or whatever it was. Whoa, oh, whoa. yeah, dude. I'm at 28 still, boys. No more buffering. None of that Magic Jack BS. Dan, unfortunately, is... Uh, and speaking of doors opening, Dan is making doors right now <laughs> at his uh, at his job working 12 hour shifts. <laughs> Goodbye. Man, it sucks. I feel bad for him, man. Yeah, it's rough. No way to rough. be. He's been uh, he's been a uh, grouchy pants everywhere because of all the 12 hour shifts he's been putting in. <laughs> you suck. But Dan, looking forward to you coming back. Uh, I don't even think he's going to be here next week. He said he might no. be able to be here next week yeah, because next next Saturday is not a for sure day, but uh, don't count on it. I hope I hope for his sake that he's here. I hope he's here. Yeah, I hope he's here. He always adds a lot to the show, so hopefully he'll be here. Uh, but it's just the three of us this week, so we'll see what we can do. But before we do, special shout out to Midnight Playtime on Neon Dan over on Twitter at Neon Dan TV, providing the music to the Level Down Games podcast. Go check him out over on Twitter and hit up his Bandcamp, midnightplaytime.bandcamp.com to listen to more excellent synthwave vibes uh should be a good show uh we do have some backwards compatibility and playstation 5 breakdown stuff to talk about a little bit later on some really cool stuff too yes and i'm really excited to talk about it too so uh we'll we'll hold all that till later but we're gonna do something a little different here at the start of the show we've been doing campaign games for the longest time i know we stopped playing the um like the sound clips and stuff that I used to put in. We've just been kind of leaving the ones that Sean plays now, but campaign games has (laughs) has still been a thing. And (laughs) that's where we really talked about, like, you know, the games that we've been playing over the past seven days. But unfortunately, and and I think a lot of people have noticed um, the first 30 to 40 minutes of every podcast is predominantly just Kyle and I discussing games with Do Sean. Play- <laughs> exactly. Mouth? With Sean playing random sound clips 
and Dan just kind of <laughs> laughing every now and then and doing actually plays as random sound. <laughs> so that's pretty much what it's been. So in order to try to fix that, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to have this like, and I don't know what to call it yet. And I, and I don't want to reach out because we're just going to end up with a, a segment titled after Severin or something. Severin. So I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> So we got to figure out the name of this without kind of consorting to the Discord channel because, you know, uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe we can name it after Joe the Chode or something. Some Somehow we'll figure out a name for this segment. But either way. We'll call it the Roost. The we'll, roost. Have, uh, we'll have Brewster serve us a cup of uh, 200 Bell coffee. That's perfect. There you <laughs> go. What, but whatever it is, whatever it ends up being known as, it's an umbrella segment. And it's going to always be 40 minutes or less. And within that 40 minutes, because that's usually how long we spent talking about games anyway at the start of the show, we're going to have four individual talking points. And my talking point for this week is obviously explaining this segment. Thanks, Kyle, because I had nothing else to talk about. I uh, pretty much just played Genshin Impact all week, and I know I talked about it a decent amount last week, and there really isn't anything new to talk about. I mean, it's the same game that I talked about last week. I'm just having a lot of fun with it. Oh, so what keeps you coming back to it? Like, what's what's the hook? Dude, it's fun. Have you you downloaded it, right? Nope. I thought you downloaded it. Okay. the way my hard drive is set up, I don't have enough room for it right now. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, it's it's not that big. It's only like nine gigs or something. It's not that big. It's like nine gigs. I think you might have the space somewhere on on that uh, external hard drive. I don't know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, it's it's a fun game. It's a fun fucking game. 13 gigs. And I will say, Sean, this is a game absolutely geared towards you, man. I think you would love this game, Sean. Every other game you've ever loved. All right. Well, you know, sell me on it, man. What's it going to take to get you to drive off the lot today in this Genshin Impact? What is it? You played Breath of the Wild, right? I mean, yeah, you know, I, I gave it a little something, something. It passed the 38 hour test. Let's just say you, that you okay, put 38. Okay. okay. You put 38 hours into it, roughly. It's more hours than any game Sean has ever put into anything. I think that might be right. true. I think it rivals Chrono Cross. I don't yeah. know that Sean's finished Breath of the Wild because I don't know that you could finish that game in 38 hours. I beat that game. <laughs> Did you? In 38 yeah. hours? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In 38 hours. I mean, I guess you could beat it in an hour if you rush straight to Ganon and, and know what you're doing and are good at video games. <laughs> well, no, because I think I want to say that my full playthrough was probably 45 or 50. And I did like, I mean, I, I really stuck around for a while in some areas. So that's pretty incredible because I, I put like I put like 80 hours into that and I didn't do all of the Korok seeds. And I feel like there's a lot of content that I missed. See, Lindsay, Lindsay did 80 or 90 hours. And that's incredible. Yeah. And and did all of the shrines. Yeah. See, I did all the shrines. Yeah. OK. OK. I did yeah. all the shrines. I did do all the shrines. I got 145 hours in Animal Crossing. Yeah, I've got like 435 and I, but I haven't started five that's hours. All, in that's Xenoblade. all from like the first month. <laughs> I haven't really played it. Five hours in Stardew. Yeah. My Holy wife and I played cow, it man. together. I was going to say, I think that's some of, of, of Sean's wife, though, as well. Fair for enough. Stardew. Fair enough. I have like I can't three hours even, in that game. I can't even scroll back far enough to see. Yeah, that's that's one of the problems with with Nintendo's online dashboard is that it fucking sucks. All right. Well, never mind. That, that segment's dead. But I but OK, going back to why you should play Genshin Impact, I, I because you enjoyed Breath of the Wild, it's basically the same thing. Like the cooking mechanics are there. The the weapon durability and the weapon stuff is it's like it's all somehow baked into Genshin Impact. The the, the weapon durability stuff good. is the story is decent. It's better than I thought it was going to be for a free to play game. It okay. actually it actually rides heavily on its exploration, I think, mostly 
because this world is massive and it's just begging to be explored. You know, you're, you're getting experience for opening chests. You're getting experience for finding things. And there's a lot of things to find in the world. So you will have to, you know, go off the beaten path and, and kind of make your own paths and that kind of stuff to find things. But if you're really attentive and like exploring and, and like just kind of getting lost into a world, that's what this game is all about. And no, I would I, say that the combat feels different than Breath of the Zelda, Breath of the Zelda, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but... <laughs> gotcha, bitch! And it's got party mechanics and things like that to it as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, I mean, it's a really pretty game. Unbelievable for a free-to-play game. Yeah, and I obviously I know we were talking about it. Uh, the gotcha system. Yeah, you can buy essentially loot boxes where you try to pull different characters and mm -hmm. different weapons. So, so it's a character-based RPG that, you know, you're basically spending this currency in-game, uh, intertwined fates, I think they're called. God, I really never paid attention to really what the currency is called. Um, but you spend Seven. 10 of those, uh, Sevian, exactly. You yeah. spend 10 of those and you'll get like a pack of 10 uh, cards, so to speak. And most of the time, you know, nine times out of 10, each card is like a weapon because that's usually what you're getting in these cards. But when you buy a pack of 10, which is why it's only worth it to do the tens, uh, one of those cards is guaranteed to be a character card. And that's Sounds how like you're Borderland. getting. Where you, like, you go to that chest and you spend the in-game currency to get like a random weapon sort or something. Of, yeah, sort of. Um, it, it's a wish-based system. It's what they call it in the game. And like you are, you know, just basically like taking a chance. Yeah, taking a chance. And <laughs> maybe maybe you're going to get a good character. Maybe you're not. <laughs> but you don't have to. That's what we were talking about in Discord with Techie Geek and stuff. You don't have to spend a single dime on this game to still enjoy it. Like the stuff that you get out of it um, from just the free to play aspect, from not spending a cent and, and just playing what the game gives you. There's still an incredible game here to play. Uh, eventually, you'll hit that wall that we talked about in Discord a little bit where you have to, you know, grind out the dailies and that kind of stuff to keep progressing your adventure rank. But it's still fun. I still have a good time doing it. I had a see in my life. I've made four wishes and got new characters as I've gone through my life. And three of them have been really good. Yeah. Three five star characters that I've picked up. One is like a, a one star, a two star. Yeah. Poor, uh, poor kid. Poor Wesley. <laughs> poor kid. This week. Happy birthday. Say, it, was his, it was his birthday this week and you're saying he's two stars. Nah, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. I know. <laughs> So so basically what this segment, getting back to it, what we're going to do here, we're, we're going to talk games mostly because that's what we are. We're still a gaming podcast, but for the weeks no. that I think so for the weeks yeah. that I don't have anything new to talk about. I know I did talk a little Genshin Impact there or the weeks that, you know, Sean doesn't play a game. Sean's not talking <laughs> a game this week. Sean, <laughs> Sean's going to talk something that we're going to get you here in, in just a few minutes, but just it also helps minutes. out Dan. It also helps out Dan because Dan also plays mostly like Warzone. You know, he's been doing some throwback Thursday stuff, playing the older Mario games. He's been playing some Dummy Turtle. Yeah, he's been playing Dummy Turtle. But there isn't a lot of like new releases that Dan will play every now and then. So this benefits him. So like the weeks that he only plays Warzone and something else, you know, maybe he can talk like a sports subject or something. So yeah, the gist of it is that it's yeah. not just gaming in this umbrella segment even though it still mostly will be we're gonna fit everything in should be fun you got to cram it in to. maybe you gotta at least try because the the audience they need to hear sean's voice more they, they need to hear dan's voice more and they need to hear less of myself and kyle because we talk all the time <laughs> hey you guys gotta cut that crap out 
My wife would agree with you. Speaking of Kyle talking, though, Kyle, you have been talking up a storm about a game that you've been playing recently. Yes, yes, man. And and I've been this is a game that came out early access two like years year. ago, I think. Like I was going to say last year or two years ago, even it might have been that long ago. I think it was almost two years ago, but it had its full release recently last month. And this game is Hades by Supergiant Games. Woo! Now, I want to say I know that I've mentioned this previously on this podcast. I'm a big fan of Supergiant Games. Bastion is one of my favorite games of all time. I think that Bastion is almost perfect in terms of storytelling and combat. Now, it has aged some. I've been trying to get Dan to pick it up. It's usually on sale for like two or three bucks. Yeah, it's not expensive anymore. Yeah, the Nintendo eShop and and, uh, Steam, you can get it very, very cheap. But I played Transistor. I never did play Pyre, actually, which I should have. I didn't play Pyre either, but Transistor's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, Transistor's great. Great soundtrack, too. Brian, you have to absolutely pick up Hades. Hades is so, so good. Now, Hades is a roguelite. You play the son of Hades, the god of the underworld, and it is now your goal. You've decided that you are going to run away from home. Essentially, you want to join the rest of your cousins and aunts and uncles on Mount Olympus. And so in order to do that, you have to battle your way through the halls of Hades and you're just tearing down these hordes of, I don't know, they're demons and ghosts and skulls and skeletons and this and that. There's a, there's a whole bunch of different uh, enemies that you have to go through. There's a lot of different weapons that you can take on your way. And then when you die, you wash back down the river of blood to the entrance of Hades and appear at the feet of your dad, Hades, again. And he's just so disappointed with you every single time. (laughs) Now, if you've ever played Bastion or Transistor, both of those are so well done in terms of how they characterize each of the characters in the game. The voice acting in Bastion specifically was so, so good with the narrator. This game is no different. They've gone to all lengths to make the voice acting perfect. Darren Korb is the sound. He comes back and does the soundtrack for this. He's done their games before. He's probably my favorite working composer in the industry. He's amazing. And the soundtrack is super good as well. But when you come back, there's four or five or six different types of currency type things that you can get that you spend on different things. And it's all explained so well and so easily that you never get confused. You can see see all of them at any given time you open up menus everything is explained so well this game does a very good job of easing you through the progression of this game and it just consistently gets harder as you get stronger you can buy a couple of power-ups at home that last I thought you know, you were like, time. the game gets harder as you get harder. Yeah, yeah. baby. <laughs> well, that's, that's what it is. Now, I, I don't want to spoil too much about it for people that haven't played it yet, but there, you know, there's different levels of the underworld that you have to go through before you escape. Mm-hmm. I've not made an, a successful escape attempt yet. So it's it's like set up similar to, because you said like when you die, you wash back down the river and you start, uh, Dead Cells, Neon Abyss, things like that, right? Okay, so yes. Yes, those are the two games that are probably most closely most closely related to it, where there is a hub world. Dead Cells actually feels... I was going to say, Dead Cells is probably this most similar. Yes, except that Dead Cells is a side-scroller, and this is not. This is over-the-top isometric. Because in Dead Cells, you would, like, go down, like, when you died, you would turn into this goo, and you would sink right. into the sewers, and appear again at the start where the pipe let out. So I and guess it is Cells, really similar. In Dead Cells, you could you could unlock those 
oh gosh, they were bottles or lights or something like that mm-hmm. in that hub world that yeah. gave you bonuses as you went through. There's Is there a, something there's, similar? Okay. Yeah, there's similar mechanics here. There's a, you can equip a keepsake, which gives you some sort of bonus as you go through. And then you can equip a weapon. So you don't have to, you know, try your hand at getting a, a weapon that you like when you go through, which was my biggest complaint about Neon Abyss and Dead Cells was you would just get a, a garbage weapon and not find anything else through the rest of your run. And that, and that run is fucked at the, from the start. Yes. Exactly. 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 This one, you know which weapon you're going into it with, which is very, very helpful. Now that weapon upgrades as you go through. You get different boons from the gods of Olympus who are trying to help you escape. So you might find a power-up from Artemis or a power-up from Aphrodite or a power-up from Hermes or a power-up from Zeus. And they're sending you these boons to try to help you get out. And then there's, you know, every now and then Hades is trying to stop you. So he'll throw a challenge at you, you know, to to kind of block you in your path. It's just, it's so fun and so addicting. I was telling you, Brian, I didn't, I didn't think I was a fan of roguelites. And then every single time that I play one, I'm like, this is the best game ever. Like, I just <laughs> love it so much. I, I really think you might be a, a fan of roguelites. <laughs> I really think so. I, I've got to say, though, that that just in terms of characterization, the story, there's a lot of story that goes into it. You uncover things between how the characters interact with each other and how like who you are and your mom and your dad and how the gods feel about each other. There is so much going on in this game and it never gets too wordy. But when it does, you stop and listen to the voice lines because they're all acted so well. That's awesome. It is just a brilliant game. What platform are you playing on? I'm playing it on Switch. I got it on Switch because I I knew that I wasn't going to be able to sit down at my computer all the time to play it, and I didn't want to. And so yesterday, my kids were watching TV, and I sat on the couch next to them. They were watching some show that I didn't want to watch. And so I pulled out my Switch. They were watching some on Disney+. Plus. I don't remember what it was. Bluey, I think, which is a great kid's show, by the way. Bluey's an awesome kid's show. but Not for you, though. Not for Yeah, I didn't care. So I pulled out the Switch, and I I was playing Hades. (laughs) And it is just, I mean, I'm really, really having a great time with this game. It's, I told you, Brian, it's it's all of the fun of getting these really powerful, strong runs from, like, Neon Abyss. Yeah, which has always been so much fun. Yes, and then you're adding, like, really good skills based combat which i didn't always feel about neon abyss i felt like there was a lot of rng that went into that game there's a lot of skill that goes into this it's a lot of skill-based combat plus a great story with great voice acting i mean a lot of people have been talking about it and clearly it's it's gonna be up in the running i think for um you know at the end of the year we start talking awards whether it whether it's in the running for game of the year i don't know but i'm sure it'll still be listed for like other categories so I, I, I think I would be doing a disservice to the game and the team over at um, Supergiant if I didn't play through the game before we started discussing like our award stuff at the end of the year. So I will it's get a, to this. I will get yeah, to this yeah. game. Oh, yeah, I it's promise a 92 on Metacritic. No, it's it's scoring really high. Oh, it's yeah. it's I mean, people are really, really raving about this game. And I've got to say for good reason. And honestly, I'm shocked, but it scores higher than Bastion. Bastion's at 90. 86 and i would say i would say that bastion 90 for bastion is probably the perfect score i think that bastion is brilliant i've talked about this before that game is is so well done but it has shown its age some the combat is a little slow it's a little clunky the game progresses a little slowly i think by current standards hades is very quick very quick paced i definitely will play it before the end of the year um same thing with doom eternal i know we talked about that a lot i'm just i'm kind of waiting for it to get added to uh 
Xbox Game Pass at this point for PC because totally. I know I know that's how Dan's playing it now. Uh, playing it on Game Pass for Xbox One. Um, since I'm clearly probably not getting a Series X on launch day because I didn't get a pre-order. with an Xbox. So now I know you are. Yeah. Well. Uh. Yeah. Because Dan, I think it might be selling his Xbox One to the help pay change, for boys. to help pay for the PS5. Uh, I I do want a Series X. Like I said, I I did see recently that um. Microsoft signed a partnership with GameStop because Microsoft closed all their Microsoft stores, you know, their knockoff Apple stores that they had. Um, <laughs> they signed a partnership with GameStop to kind of like be the new Microsoft stores, sort of. So there's this partnership between the two companies now. And uh, they were talking about how GameStop's going to be doing this crazy like Xbox all access stuff. So my hope is that on the 10th of November, when the Series X comes out, I'll be able to get to a GameStop, line up early without a pre-order and get a payment plan Series X. That's my hope. I went into a Microsoft store one time in my life. And it was at the Fashion Show Mall in Las Vegas. Me and four friends went down there. There was a League think, of Legends I that, tournament. I think that was one of the only Microsoft stores that existed at the time. Probably. Yeah, because there wasn't there wasn't ever that many. Yeah, it's never been like a huge thing. But we went down there. There was a League of Legends tournament and we won. They gave us like 3000 RP and an exclusive Rise skin, I think. Wow. OK. What can I say? Yeah. Champions. World Champions. <laughs> It was, so fun champions. it was so fun <laughs> oh man okay sean so this is how we're going to really highlight what this segment oh. actually is about because you are somebody that we can never really get to play games <laughs> 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 so you always sit there and really you know don't really have anything to say about games so Color everybody gets yeah, yeah, a topic yeah. that they're bringing to this segment and you have decided to bring a topic about what today sir I was hoping to really talk about macrame. See, the way that I have been spending my time lately is to do therapeutic activities. And I think that I thought he was going to say something about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping to talk to you about, about the gospel. Uh, let me let me just flip to the right section here. Um, Matthew 2. I don't know. I don't read this. Out of all the scripture. scriptures, you went to Matthew 2. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know what the fuck Matthew 2 says. <laughs> it is a scripture. I know it is because that's the only one I just, I mean, I could have Paul seven says, I don't fucking know. <laughs> if, if you're, if you're ever going to quote the Bible, Corinthians is probably the first place you should go in my opinion. But hey, whatever, let's go on to, let's talk about what we really want to talk about today. Um, I want to talk about prime day and the yeah, upcoming deal. baby starts tomorrow well yeah yeah when this podcast posts on the 12th you've got 24 hours to nut up and get ready to spend some to shit get your finances in order yeah you better balance your checkbook baby because pride day 13th 14th october you're gonna get it what so let's talk about holiday shopping okay we're all about getting the deals here i'm not going out and spending full price on anything if i can find a sale on it and i think on prime day i would be scooting and booting for a little ps4 action <laughs> Boots scoot boogie over for the ps4 games <laughs> yeah i think the ps4 games are gonna be prime for the picking and if you can get in there and get something that you haven't played yet especially with the uh, onset of PS5 in like a month. Yeah, and all the all the backwards compatibility stuff that was just confirmed that we're going to talk about later on in the show. Now is a perfect time to really be 
looking for deals on PS4 games, especially for the customers like yourself that completely missed this entire generation on PS4. There's a, a plethora of games that you could be looking for to get on the cheap to, you know, have access to in literally a month's time. When this podcast posts on the 12th, guys, we are 30 days away from the PS5. 30 days. 30 oh, days. That's actually pretty crazy. And less days from the Xbox Series X. Yeah, 28 days from the Series X, baby. Or Series S as well. If you're well, 29. 31 days has September, April, June, and November. And November. But not October. 30, and, and October. Wait, 30 days has September. Wait, hold on. No, there's 31 October days in October. 31st. That's Halloween. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the 31st. Yeah. November so, has so 29 days, days December and then has 31, 31 days, days, right? I don't know. What yeah, is yeah, the song? Yeah. Okay, 31 and 29, that's all. I don't know. <laughs> I, do the, I do the knuckle trick where you put your hands together. That's usually what I do, too. Like January, February, knuckles. March, April, May, June. That's what I used to do. But that's what they taught us to do in elementary school. <laughs> I just try to remember which one has 31 days. It's not that hard. There's also, there's like a song, though, that like. Yeah, uh, 30 days has September, April, June, and November. 31 has all the rest and next unless you're february and you're stupid it's something it's something like that <laughs> i think that's exactly how it goes i think that's how it goes i'm sean i'm browsing the prime day page right now for amazon trying to like look to see what they're gonna have um I'm curious how deep their discounts will be on like, well, they PS4 They don't post the deals ahead of time, do they? Uh, they there's actually there's watch. actually some already on here. Yeah, that's what I was looking yeah. at. Like there's some that are like listed as early Prime Day deals. And there's some that I think are giving you like an idea of, of what to expect. Um, like right now they have a 43 inch 4K Fire TV uh for 199 today as a as like yeah. a prime day early do they have deal. an 80 inch that's what i need they do not they have a 32 inch well that's a little small brian <laughs> i told you i'm going to turn my living room into a theater yeah you did yeah yeah that's yeah, you, right you, you need that 80 inch though now so yeah um sean you were talking <laughs> to us a little bit about in discord some ps4 games though that you were looking to hopefully pick up during prime day yeah so i think the strength of prime day for me is games because i haven't been able to play a lot of playstation 4 titles i mean i've only ever played playstation 4 at other people's homes right so right, right. for me there's a lot of especially one player games that i want to get into to enjoy story or whatever like you know of course spider-man's up there final fantasy 7 remake uh Somebody that's gotta be Red something Dead. you pick up yeah. yeah jessica threw out red dead that's one of red jessica's Dead. favorite uh favorite games of the past generation red Dead redemption Gosh, 2 last of us one and two death strand and god of war there's so, so many, many games there's so many yeah. like you really can't go wrong like whatever they have on sale i would just fucking buy at this point like you know, especially if it's a good price because there's so many games that you missed not on playstation now plus or whatever right so those games like correct don't yes because there's going to be a lot of games that are available already through the playstation plus collection so you don't need to technically buy those right and so what you want to look for is compare what's on the collection if you haven't played a lot of ps4 titles that are going to be on sale before you go buy them because guaranteed those titles will be on sale for the holiday season there's no doubt in my mind prime day black friday whatever cyber monday right all that stuff don't buy those games unless you just want the disc if you're not going to be able to play online and download those titles or if you don't plan on having a large hard drive in your PlayStation, then maybe buy the titles. But even then, you got to have room on your hard drive, even if you have the disc, right? So 
tomato tomato right but for me the the landmines what not to buy on prime day if you're buying a playstation 5 do not buy playstation 4 accessories without double checking that it'll actually work on yeah, your PlayStation. Because we, 5. We, found out a, <laughs> we found out a decent amount of stuff like i said that's part of the stuff we're going to talk about later on in the show exactly um, they 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 announced a bunch of stuff and there were some like hidden things like in here like you know i, I kind of put it in discord but we found out that dualshock 4s aren't going to work at all for ps5 no. games so no. that really sucks uh, i didn't want to buy another controller you'll be now kyle you'll be able to play your ps4 games with their dualshock 4 yeah on but PS5. not sack boy nope sack boy will not work for a dualshock yep. 4 suck boy's not working yeah that's right <laughs> So you yeah. will have to pick up an extra controller. That's what we so called you, you in high school, Sean. Sack boy. Yeah. <laughs> but I know you'll have to pick up an extra controller so you and Ezra can play through the game together. So yeah, yep. you're gonna have guess, to do it. Guess man. you're buying an extra dual sense, uh, uh, Kyle. Oh god, man! But how much are those? Seventy bucks. Seventy bucks. Bloody hell! You can get one on Amazon right now. Pre-order. It's the only <laughs> thing that they have left. That's probably. I I, I ordered the. Uh, I ordered an extra DualSense and I ordered the the charging dock. So, you know, I almost wanted to get the HD camera. And then I thought, who's going to watch me sitting on my couch playing video games? All of us us will. (laughs) Like, really? You're the next big streamer. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my gosh. You're you're the next big streamer. Seeing this guy roll up, just bald head, glasses. Hey, guys. Sean here. About to kick my feet up and we're going to play some... I don't know. What would you It's his macrame on? stream, man. Yeah. <laughs> macrame all day, baby. Uh, yeah. You know what? Prime day is going to be a good day, man. Prime. I'm it's excited. Actually two days. Yeah. It's two days yeah. this year. I'm, I'm excited to see what they have available this year. I, I will definitely be watching the sales, watching the lightning stuff that pops up. Uh, there's a few things that I'm going to be keeping an eye on specifically for Jessica and I. So uh, we'll have to see what comes up. I, I don't know. I like what Amazon does. This. Obviously, they usually do this earlier in the year, yeah. but they didn't this like year because time, of, right? yeah, it's, I think it's usually like June April? or July. I thought it was June, no, or yeah, July. June or July. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't do it earlier this year because of COVID. Because 2020 sucks. Yeah. yeah 2020, 2020, 2020 ruined everything. They bought the farm. <laughs> It's time for this week's preview of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. We'll be taking a listen to Wandering Ghosts from Castlevania Symphony of the Night, composed by Michiro Yamani, as this week Brian and a special guest continue the sounds of the season by exploring the theme of ghosts and spirits within gaming. Enjoy.
brand new episodes of BG Mania are available every Wednesday and Saturday. Come join us on this musical adventure. Yeah, anyone finished anything this week? Game challenge update? No. Sean, I know you didn't. No, Kyle, I've you not didn't? finished anything, but uh, I'm on Me? my way, man. I'm, I've Neither. got things to do. I'm going to finish. Okay, here's my here's my goal. Before the PS5 comes out, I finish Hades. I finish Ghost of Tsushima. As long as I can get through those two before the PS5 comes out. You got a month. I'll be, I'll be happy. Now, I'd like to add Genshin Impact somewhere in there as well, but we'll see. Because I've played it, just not very much. Did you Did you actually download it and start it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. a couple hours in. Okay, I didn't know you actually played it a little bit of it. That's awesome. Well, that's because we don't talk anymore. No, no. Sad. <laughs> uh, I think this might be the first week that nobody's finished a game, so. Uh, the game challenge update sucks this week. Sorry, guys. Yep. If you're hoping you hope for something exciting, uh, we're already moving on because that music right there means it's time for the new release roulette. But Woo! before we get to that, obviously, we have to go over last week's results. Uh, a little disappointing because the reviews didn't really flow in for last week's games. Uh, I know. Boulder's Gate 3 was the first game we talked about. I said it would come in at an 86. Kyle bet five for dead on. Dan bet, or, or uh, he, he wanted to put a five spot on it or something, exactly how he wrote He's it last week. On it. <laughs> Dan bet 12 for it going over. Sean, you also bet 12 for it going over. Um, there were 19 reviews so far posted for Baldur's Gate 3, but they're all unscored. There's not a single scored review available for Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, they're all like early access reviews or in progress reviews. So uh, that one we had to throw out, even though there's 19 reviews. So it kind of sucks. Uh, Eichenfell was game number two. I bet it would come in at a, or I guessed it would come in at a 73. Dan was the only one that bid on that. Bet six going over. Uh, we had six reviews for the Switch version of the game. 71, the official Metacritic. So it fell under where I thought it would. So Dan, it's no points. Uh, <laughs> FIFA 21 was next. I guessed it would come in at a 79. Kyle, you bet five for it going under 79. Dan bet six for it dead on. And Sean, you bet 12 for it going over a 79. We had 35 reviews for the PlayStation 4 version. 74, the official Metacritic. Which is probably way higher than it deserved, but... Kyle getting 10 points there. Well, I didn't realize it was going to be the same game last, as last year. I mean, that's something yeah, you don't... IGN you don't, gave it a two. Yeah, then they just reposted, <laughs> they reposted their review from last year. It's hilarious. There's hilarious. like, the game is the same, so here's the review from last year, except we're changing the score. It's a two out of 10. That's hilariously savage. So Kyle's on the board with 10 points, which brings us to the last game, the survivalist. I get it would come in at an 81. Kyle, you put it all on the line, going 20 for under an 81. Dan, bet six for over. Sean, you bet six for dead on. You guys need to kind of adopt Kyle's strategy going forward. We had five reviews for the PS4 version. 79, the official Metacritic. So Kyle picking up an additional 40 points, bringing your total to 50, and the only one with points once again this week. Congratulations, Kyle. You're the big bad booty duty champion of Level Alone Games. <laughs> what? Oh, I want to... Uh, sorry, I, was, I fell asleep. Just, <laughs> I want again? You want again? Yeah, oh, you get the... Geez. You All get right, to well. close. You get to close us out at the end of the show. Wake again. me up when something changes. Yeah, wake me up before you go. Go. Yeah, yeah. you can leave me hanging on when like September a year. Ends. <laughs> you went new emo with it, really? Like what? <laughs> oh gosh! New release roulette for this week. We have a handful of games. We have six. This is actually a packed new release roulette this week, uh, and, and we got some exciting games to talk about. So let's get to this here. Game oh, yeah. number one coming on. You shut up, Steve Austin. Coming on Tuesday. 
to PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, what? it is foregone. <laughs> Years after a devastating war, I thought you were going to hit it, the city of Caligan is once again besieged by an all-corrupting force known as what? the Haro. There you go. As the city's strongest super soldier, it's up to you to investigate the Haro's origins and prevent its reanimated minions from destroying the world you've sworn to protect. But the Haro isn't just reviving and dead. It's dredging up memories better left forgotten. Forgone is a fast and fluid 2D action platformer packed with legendary loot and stunning pixel art. Collect an arsenal of powerful weapons and upgradable skills, then use them to shoot and slash your way through handcrafted pixel environments hiding a treasure trove of secrets. Unravel a compelling story of regret and conspiracy as you slice your way through hordes of enemies and carry out your mission to save Caligan from total annihilation. All right, what are you going to give it then? I uh, want to know. You know, you know we'll, we'll get to it at the end because I don't know it. I actually don't know what I'm getting I want to research this while I read. You know what, guys? This game looks <laughs> fucking awesome. This game looks really cool. So I'm hoping it scores high. This game looks really cool. Oh, boy. I tried. Game number two coming on Tuesday as well to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. A sequel to a game that, uh, a horror game that I actually kind of enjoyed, Remothered Broken Porcelain. Broken, por Broken Porcelain brings an abundance of welcome changes to the series, introducing new gameplay and storytelling elements that breathe new life into the characters and an unprecedented level of immersion in this haunting adventure, perfect for both new and returning fans to the series. The truths buried in the Ashman Inn will not be discovered easily. Its many mysteries are intertwined and guarded by the looming threat of the Stalkers, powerful hunters trapped in time and the confines of its walls. Survival will take more than just quick reactions as a strategic and resourceful approach will quickly become critical in this haunting adventure. Be smart. Knowing the best time to sneak, flee, or fight eminent dangers can quickly make the hunters become the hunted. Uh, it looks cool, and it's only 30 bucks. So, uh, Forgone is also only 30 bucks. So these two games here are, are probably definite pickups for me this week, especially Remothered. We're in that season of spooky games. Obviously, it's October. I like playing spooky games in October, yeah. so I probably will yeah. be um, by daylight. Speaking of spooky stuff, this one here, uh, really cool looking. Coming on Wednesday, game number three, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Return One Way Home. Return One Way Trip. Wait, did I spell it wrong? <laughs> the One Way Trip. Is it One Way Trip or One Way Home? That is One Way Trip. That's my fault. Every day. That's my fault. Yep, probably was. One Way Trip tells the terrifying story of five college friends on a post-graduation vacation. <laughs> this, however, Sean, it might be their last trip together before adulthood swallows them. <laughs> Unfortunately for them, Sean, a far more sinister force <laughs> has found them in hungers for their souls. Look this one up. I love it. I, I might have I might have said the name of the game wrong. It is one way trip, not one way home. Um, I'm looking it up now. It looks really fucking cool. It looks really cool. That does look good. Wow. Yeah. It looks really cool. Okay. It's got like, like a little it. text dialogue. Yeah. It looks thing cool. going on. Yeah. It looks yeah. cool. Game number four coming on Wednesday to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Hopefully, I got the name of this one right. Vigil: The Longest Night. Oh, Vigil the Longest Night is a 2D action platformer with precise technical combat and a strong narrative. Inspired by Salton Sanctuary in Castlevania, Vigil the Longest Night aims to challenge players with its difficulty while compelling them with a tale of eldritch horror. Follow Leela on her quest to save her hometown from the creeping evil infesting the surrounding countryside. Navigate a world that wanders between dream and reality, sanity and madness, and uncover the secret of the longest night and the monstrous entities invading their world. 
Uh, yeah. Fun fact. I'm in on this, this one. Scored 18 on Thunderdome last week. It did. It did. And it's a $21.99 game. It's, it's not that expensive. And it's everything I want, man. I love Castlevania games, and it looks like it has a little bit of, like, Souls-like to it as well in the boss fights. I'm looking forward to this game. This should be good. Nice. Game number five, coming on Friday. $100 game to Nintendo Switch. It's Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Control a real-life Mario Kart with Nintendo Switch and watch it come to life in the game. Race a real-world Mario Kart through your home using the Nintendo Switch system to control your cart and watch as it reacts to what's happening in the game as you boost and drift to victory. Your in-home course comes to life on screen with a view from right behind the driver's seat. We talked about this. This looks really fucking cool. This looks really yeah, cool. unless your house sucks. Yeah, true. Which you yeah, know, this it is would... a rich man's toy. You gotta. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say like if Jessica and I picked this up, I don't know where we'd set it up. Like we don't really have a good spot to drive around. <laughs> we'd have to take it outside <laughs> on the streets. We could we could do ours around the kitchen, under the kitchen table. Like I could probably make a course of it. Okay, but Kyle, let's be realistic here. If you bought this, how long would it take for one of your children An to hour. break? One of these Mario cards. (laughs) Yeah. You'd just be, you'd better off to send that $100 to me. I'll take it. See, I wouldn't even use this for the intended use. I I would just harass people with the camera. (laughs) Just driving a Mario Kart up to people. You leave the door open in the bathroom. That's your fault. Here comes Mario. He's. <laughs> Sean's poor wife's going to the bathroom and he's driving a Mario Kart in there. <laughs> he is in the screen. Turn around, turn around. Like, that's all I thought of when I watched the demo on this. I'm like, okay, who's gonna do who's gonna do something stupid with this? Like you're playing online with friends and you drive through someone's room and they're like hitting a bong or something. Like it's just That's me. It, it's there's too much room for for error on this one. You know what I mean? It's, it's actually really fucking cool. <laughs> Someone's dad's running through with their white hands. <laughs> Get those damn carts off the carpet. I'm sick and tired of tripping on them. You know, just he's got he's got me. his robe on untied like all you see is fucking chest and hands. <laughs> my parents, dude. But if I played this at my parents' house when I was a kid, you'd see some effed up whatever in there, man. Like <laughs> see my dad on the couch with no shirt on and drinking a Steve Weiser watching NASCAR while I'm playing NASCAR on the Mario Kart home live circuit. I just want to be like you, Dad. I just want to be like you. <laughs> Game number six coming on Friday. Uh, it's also on EA Play Pro. It's NHL 21. I didn't put a description. It's fucking hockey. I mean, there's no description needed. <laughs> it's hockey. I don't think we really need descriptions for sports games. I mean, what experience a brand new entry and I can make one up. NHL 21 featuring the newest players for the teams. And I think they're doing like a remake of NHL 94, which is actually really fucking cool. Um, they've, they've upgraded NHL 94 and put like today's rosters into the game. And you get that as part of NHL 21. So that's actually oh. cool. Oh, that's actually wow. kind of sick. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's the same fucking game. It's NHL 21. So. Uh, that's what that is. <laughs> nice. NHL 94 has got a cool little like aesthetic to it. Yeah. So um, I guess it's time to guess. We have games here. So, man, I really need to start doing this sooner so I can actually prepare like I used to do. But we're going to fly off the seat again. This Let's see. Foregone. <laughs> do it live. I don't know. Do it live. <laughs> 
<laughs> Forgone. It looks cool. It probably won't get enough reviews. And I don't know, these games, like, no, reviews just suck now. I don't know what's going on. Might have to change this game. Re- reviews hardly ever come in when they're supposed to. Uh, let, yeah, let's go like with five uh, years later. Let's go with the 77 for Forgone. Let's okay. go with a, man, Remothered is tough because I know the first game scored, I don't remember. Um, surprise me. Let's go with the 68, but I want this game to be good. Surprise me. Uh, return one way trip or one way home, as I called it. Uh, it looks cool. I don't know that it'll score high. We'll go with the 71. Vigil the longest night, I think, will probably be good. Mario Kart Live, man, that's tough. Um, I don't know. That's gonna, I don't know if that's gonna have reviews either. Yeah, yeah I, I can't see that. You know, it might score decent. I'm gonna go with the 78 for Mario Kart Live. And then for NHL 21, we're going to go with the 72. See, this is why Reggie retired. He's like, we're doing what with Mario Kart? Like, I'm out. (laughs) Um, Let's do eight over on foreskin. That leaves me with 22 left. So let's throw down 12 on NHL being over 72. And then that leaves me with 10. So I'll do I'll do five over on Mario Kart. Okay. And then I got five left. So we'll do, um, let's do five dead on vigil. Okay. I like it. There you go. There's there's my bets. There's your 37 for this week. Got it. Kyle, what are you thinking this week? The master of this game. He's he's Working prepping his he's prepping his strategy right now. Oh, he's freaking he's he's doing his uh his bookie action here. He's setting the lines and doing the over under and the odds and he's gonna come in, he's gonna bet one on I don't know, he's gonna bet twenty eight on something and he's gonna put one point each on like one or two games. He's he's like the flower girl at the wedding. He's like, I'm gonna sprinkle a couple over here, throw a handful <laughs> over there. <laughs> He's going to prance around a little bit, drop a kernel or two right here. He's going to diversify his portfolio. He's going to look at the odds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like coin of Sanders. All right. So we'll do five over for Forgone, five over for Vigil, five, 10 over for NHL, and 10 dead on for Mario Kart. Ooh, sneaky there we deke. Go this week. There we go this week. Should be exciting. Let's see if uh, Sean can pull off the upset victory. Uh, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to do it today. <laughs> oh. also, also dropping this week, we have a, a decent amount of games still also dropping this week. Tomorrow, G.I. Joe Operation Blackout releases for PC, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. And <laughs> Second Extinction, which is a, a cool looking like dinosaur hunting game, releases on PC. Uh, moving on to Wednesday, Partisans 1941 releases on PC, as does RuneScape, which is coming to Steam for the first time. That looks uh, interesting, uh, obviously. Ru- RuneScape being a free-to-play game that's been around forever, uh, finally coming to Steam, so that's kind of cool. On Thursday, Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition releases on PC, as does Cloudpunk on PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And then finally on Friday, the Ghost of Tsushima Legends update releases for PS4. Nine Monkeys of Shaolin releases on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And Crown Trick releases on PC at Nintendo Switch. Uh, Pick of the week this week goes to you, Kyle. What are we going with? I'm going to give this to... Boy, let's do Vigil. Ah, good choice. Good yeah. choice. Good choice. You were you were kind of hyped on that, too, for coming out of Thunderdome, weren't you? Yeah, I think it's a cool looking game. Yeah, it looks really cool. And it's and you know what? Like I said, man, perfect season for these games. It's the perfect time 
for all of these games to release. Like, I, I think October is just the best month to put out scary games or horror games or, or whatever. Like, it just makes too much sense. <laughs> it's it's the time of the year, man. You don't put it out during Valentine's Day, that's it's for sure. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Something like that, right? Of the year. You I did guess, it, man. You were there. Yeah, you got it. No, I, I, had, I had the lyrics, right? Yeah, no, I had the lyrics, right? A regular Bing Crosby. Yeah, sort of. I, I, did he actually do that one? No, that's not Bing. Nah, who sings that? Bing. Who does sing It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year? Oh, let's go to that tornado siren out there. Andy Williams. Oh, Andy, Andy Williams. Williams. Yeah, Frosty <laughs> the Snowman, Andy Williams. Frosty yeah. the Snowman. <laughs> or we can... Uh, Down to the village. Yeah, he's got a little gruff to it. He sounds like uh, he's been hitting some Swisher Sweets and he's had a rough day. Hey, everybody, it's Jessica here, and I decided to do my own podcast called Romance Me Up. That's where every other week I like to discuss with you guys casually different romantic visual novels and help you guys get romanced up on a bi-weekly basis. If you guys like to talk about romance visual novels or even just to like to listen to romantic visual novel music or just visual novel music in general, please feel free to join me again every other week. I will see you guys then and until then, keep the romance alive. Oh, what's that you say? <laughs> Time for a little Sean Waltman lightning round. Much, much skinnier this week. We're not we're not in the 2006 version of Sean Waltman anymore. We are uh, not. We have a normal we, sized. We're 1989 Sean Waltman. That's for sure. 1993 when he was the lightning kid when this was based off of him. <laughs> we'll put 12 minutes on the clock. This won't take long. Uh, it was a very light week in terms of gaming news, except for the stuff that we're going to get into here after this. So 12 minutes on the clock. The lightning round begins now. Publisher Electronic Arts and developer Criterion Games have announced Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered. It will launch for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam and Origin on November 6th, and then on Nintendo Switch on November 13th. Unleash a savage sense of speed both as an outlaw and a cop in the world's hottest high-performance cars. Outsmart the heat or take down lawbreakers with the tactical weaponry at your disposal in a heart-pumping, socially competitive racing experience. Updated with enhanced visuals, cross-platform multiplayer, including the asynchronous comp- uh, competition powered by Autolog. What is that? The asynchronous mm. competition powered by Autolog. I wonder what that is. I don't know. Plus all additional DLC content, this is the ultimate edition of Criterion Games' critically acclaimed Need for Speed debut. It's time to reignite the pursuit. And you know what? I, uh, I I might play this. Like I said, Jessica, arguably the best, arguably the best arguably need for, the speed. Best need for yeah. speed. Arguably most the best need for speed. Most Wanted is the other one, Underground, mm-hmm. right? But uh, under, Underground is really good. Most Wanted yeah. is also really good. But Hot Pursuit is the one everyone talks about. Uh, Jessica's dad bought her a year sub to EA Play Pro. So we have access to all that now. So I'll probably just download this when it comes out on the 6th. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Get that El Nino. Yeah, looking forward to playing it. October's new additions for PlayStation Now have been revealed. They are Days Gone, Medieval, Friday the 13th, The Game, Trying for the Nightmare Prince, and Rad. That is a what good a lineup. lineup. That is a good lineup for this month, man. That totally is a awesome good lineup. lineup. PlayStation Now definitely, like I said, they, they have some issues in, in regards to like putting new things on there. But when they do add things, they had they some good games. They had some good games. It just takes a while to get them. <laughs> At least four 
four of those games I would happily play. Yeah, Days mm-hmm. Gone, Medieval, Trine 4, and Red. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know how the survival or the survival, the console environment for that game is, but the Steam environment is is pretty hilarious. So. I like watching people play that game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Sledding Narrative survival game, The Red Lantern, will launch for Switch via the Nintendo eShop and PC via the Epic Games Store on October 22nd for $24.99. Well, damn it. I didn't About know that. And there goes, there goes my goals this month. Yeah, man. This is the uh, that the one Ashley Birch is in it. Uh, yep. yep. My God, I can't wait for this game. Yeah, that's a day one buy right there. That is a day one buy. And like I said, man, I'm scared those dogs are going to die, but Stop. I need I need to play this game. I need to play this game. I need to play it. Basic development and scenario production for Final Fantasy 16 are already complete, according to a new recruitment page for the title on Square Enix's careers website. Uh, That's all I put in here for this one. I I, I will expand on that myself a little bit. I I saw that they were like recruiting to do scenarios and cutscenes and world building. I honestly think this game is much further along than people expect. Like we've talked about that because of the trailer we saw a little bit on, uh, you know, the PlayStation 5 reveal event um, at this. I'm still sticking by it. I think this could be a holiday 2021 title. I really do. Basic development and. Oh, wait, you just heard that one. Yeah. Check this out, Kyle. We got a new PS5 launch game revealed. Biggest story of the week right here. Bug Snacks will launch for PS5, PS4 and PC via the Epic Game Store on November 12th for $24.99. Twenty five fucking dollars. You That's better a day one right there. Day guys. one by this might be the first game I play on my PS5. That's a day one PS5 launch title right there for twenty five bucks. And they That's announced cool. they announced the the voice cast. Did you see it? No. Holy crap, man! The voice cast for this game is is massive. Let me find it here. Uh, here it is, right here. So we've got uh, Fred Tataskior from Overwatch providing a voice and these are all voices for the grumpuses and the bug snacks creatures <laughs> so fred tatiskior from overwatch let's see the names yuri lowenthal obviously recently just did a uh, big one spider-man uh max middleman uh sam Rigel from critical role deborah wilson from jedi fallen order sean waltman uh, yep yeah, no. uh cassandra lee morris from persona 5 I'm skipping over names because I don't know all of these. Oh, Casey Mangilla from Shinmu. Christina V's on here. A lot of good names. Robbie Damon. A lot of good good names on here. Yeah, they they announced a very, very strong voice cast for this game. It looks cool. Looks really cool. Okay, publisher Square Enix and developer People Can Fly have delayed Outriders from its previously planned holiday 2020 release window to February 2, 2021 for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam. The Stadia version is due out later in 2021. That's if Stadia is still around. I was about to say, put Stadia back that far. Yeah. By Google. Yeah. Who was it that just posted the Google graveyard thing in, in Sean Discord? Dan, was it Dan? Yeah, I think it was I think it might have been. I think it might have been Dan. Yeah. yeah. One of his lunch breaks. Yeah. Uh, one of his poop breaks at work in his last 12 yeah. hour shifts. <laughs> <laughs> Outriders looks kind of cool, man. Outriders looks kind of cool, but I need to see more on it. So we'll have to wait and see. I hear that. Uh, we got two stories left. Like I said, Lightning Round wasn't that big this week. Uh, I'm excited about this, though. Psychological horror game The Medium will launch for Xbox Series and PC via Steam and the Microsoft Store on December 10th. Discover a dark mystery only a medium can solve. Travel to an abandoned communist resort and use your unique psychic abilities to uncover its deeply disturbing secrets, solve dual reality puzzles, survive encounters with sinister spirits, and explore two realities at the same time. We've seen a lot on this game recently when they were kind of promoting the Xbox Series. Uh, I, I honestly think it's one of my most anticipated next-gen games right now. This looks okay. really cool. This looks, it really, looks really cool. Fun. 
and i'm, I'm glad it's it. i'm glad it's making it out this year it's unfortunate that it's on december 10th because that may disqualify it from our end of the year discussions for game awards and that kind of stuff because that's kind of late let's just delay it no i can't delay it man unless we do it at the beginning of the year i don't know well we'll, we'll, we'll have that discussion later on when we get to there we might we might need to move it <laughs> we might need to move it so that way we can make there's a lot of games coming out in december this year there really is You're right yeah, there's a lot of games coming out in December this year, so we might need to move that. Like I think that year. we should just set our deadline to whatever Jeff Keighley sets his deadline at. So that way we have the same criteria. Yeah, he's kind of like Greenwich Mean Time for gaming, you know, yeah. Keighley sets his to the end of November is his is, I think. Is uh, like, uh, no, it's like a, it's like a week or two into December, usually. Is I think, it? Yeah. I, but because the Game Awards is on December 10th, I think. <laughs> I think the Game Awards is actually on we'll December see. 10th we'll this see. year. Yeah, but I, but I think it's because they usually get together the end of November with the with the judges. So their their cutoff is, I think, the third week of November, if I'm not mistaken. Amazon has officially canceled Crucible. It's free to play multiplayer shooter. It's the end of a rocky journey for the game, which was first launched in May after years in development before being put back into closed beta in July. If you're in the closed beta, you'll still be able to play the game in some form for a short while. The developers will be hosting a, quote, final playtest and community celebration unquote in the next few weeks according to the blog once that's done matchmaking will be disabled but you'll be able to do custom games which are expected to be available in the coming days until 3 p.m eastern time on november 9th the company also says that it will be offering a full refund for any purchases you might have made this is something you brought up to me and that's the end of the lightning round this is the uh something you brought up to me before we started i didn't even have it on here uh, did you ever play Crucible? I didn't. Uh, I want to say I had a couple friends that jumped into it for a few games and said it was all right. But I, I just this is I have not been impressed by what we've seen so far out of Amazon's game studios. I'm scared, man. I, I'm scared about New World. And I know uh, Jesse, be. friend of the show, he was talking it up in, in Discord, uh, was really, really high on it. I think during the beta, was he not during the alpha or whatever he was in recently? Oh, he loves it. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I, I'm curious. I, I I don't know. New World, Sean, you were looking forward to that, too. So I'm hoping no, Amazon can, can can save that game somehow. But yeah, Amazon's game development stuff has been kind of rocky. So we'll have to wait and see. Hello, everybody. It's Kyle from the Media Files. And if you don't know what the Media Files is, what are you even doing? The Media Files is a pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. Every episode, a special guest and I will be talking about something happening in pop culture, whether it's movies, television, music, books, sports, video games, you name it, we'll talk about it. Subscribe to The Media Files on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you there. Let's move in to some backwards compatibility stuff for PlayStation 5. Uh, they they put out a lot of information this past week. And I, I think the information is going to keep rolling. Like we mentioned earlier on in the show, we are a month away from the PS5 releasing, less than that from the Xbox Series versions releasing. Uh, you, you know, we're, we're destined. This is the month. We're going to get a crap ton of information just thrown in our faces. There's going to be like a monkey throwing poop at Sean from the zoo. Like, that's and what's going to happen. Yeah, John's going to be standing there it. trying to catch it all. <laughs> I'm just going to stand there with my mouth open and try to catch all that creamy goodness. <laughs> all that poof from the monkeys, yep. Uh, we're going to be getting a lot of stuff this month. I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we have, like, a state of play soon. I I, I, I imagine Sony's going to have to put out something to, you know, drum up some last-minute hype for the PS5 and show us a little bit more on some launch games. I imagine Microsoft will probably have a digital event later this month or early, early next month before the Xbox series comes out. So we should be getting some cool stuff here soon. But last week, 
we got this really cool video. It was like seven minutes long. Uh, it's at seven million views right now, just under oh, seven million, awesome. six point nine. Uh, the, the PlayStation YouTube channel put it up and it's this like teardown of an actual PlayStation 5. And I and I forget who I'm trying to like watch the video here. It was Yasuhori Otori, who is the vice president of mechanical design uh, over there at, at Sony, but basically went in, showed all of the individual ports on the PS5, what everything does. We got a really, really solid in-depth look at everything the base the guts of the system like the panels remove off of this thing like super easy so there's a lot of room for customization as well <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent, dude <laughs> like this is really cool well, the best part about the panels that you mentioned is the you know that they're cooking up replacement panels they have oh, to dude, be they, right? they, they just they 100%. snap on and off like they, they literally just snap on and off everything and, for the most part, you, snaps on and off. You could take them off and paint them and customize your PS5 and put them right back on and the system wouldn't suffer at all. No, well, you I could do it. I think that you could this totally is, do that. This is kind of the long game that Sony was planning. We talked about how $499 was going to be too cheap for this console at one point, that $599 was... Pro they're, they're selling this at a loss with the hardware that's inside of this console. Oh, These panels cost pennies to produce let's be they can, let's be they can sell custom panels for like it's 40 bucks they will sell panels for 29.99 or 39.99 and recoup every penny that they lose on selling a ps5 mm -hmm. it's and just fucking what? plastic it's just plastic it's just I plastic. Buy them. Them pennies. <laughs> I, mean, I probably will too but also i think that shortly after i get my ps5 i'll be looking at decals yes exactly yeah. that's what i usually look at a lot too is like how can i make my console unique to me because like the ones that i want they don't usually put out officially <laughs> like i like making myself right. look different and that's that's where you kind of have to go to like custom modding websites that and that super kind of stuff. sweet animal crossing switch oh i'm so jealous yeah that which um which jessica and i we were just at target the other day we were looking for halloween decorations uh they had like 10 animal crossing switches in stock oh we were like gosh. holy fuck like her friend at work was has been wanting a switch and she's been waiting for the animal crossing one so she texted her and like hurry up I got 10 in stock right now. <laughs> wow. That's, that's insane to even to have switches in stock at all is insane right yep. now. But to have the Animal Crossing yep. ones, that's amazing. It was. And, and that's all that they had. They didn't have any other switches. It was just that Animal Crossing. And they like that. They, they must have just gotten the shipment. So uh, it was really cool. But I agree with you in that they're going to be like selling these custom plates. And there's just so many things that they could do with it to recover the money that they're losing. You're absolutely right. Now, I do want to say also that having a video breakdown like they did is very unique. This is not something you see with new console releases. We don't get these these teardowns of the console where somebody sits there with a screwdriver and takes the console apart and shows you the different pieces. But I mean, brilliantly done by Sony on this. You know who usually does that is Digital Foundry. We usually have yeah, to wait Digital for them Foundry to do does it. That. That's correct. Yeah, we usually have to wait for them to do it. And I think we still will need to wait for them to do it in terms of like finding out more in-depth information because obviously those guys are way more intelligent than we could ever and hope to be um but we'll have to wait we'll have to wait for them to 
do like the the because they did it for Dark Souls or I'm sorry, Demon Souls already, where they showed like the frame rates and that kind of stuff. They put out that video, I think, two weeks right. ago. Um, they did you it with know, Spider-Man You as know well. they're going to have. Yes, exactly. You know, they're going to have a shitload of info ready to go for the week that these consoles come out. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I love watching Digital Foundry stuff because it, it's really, really, really intelligent. It's it's very well produced. It's very unbiased. They just spit facts at you. It's very neat. But having Sony do this video on their own and also just showing you how easy it is to take out certain pieces or to remove certain pieces or to replace certain pieces. Absolutely brilliant move. It makes me feel a lot better about getting a release day edition because a lot of people don't like to get new consoles on release day because historically release day consoles, those these founder edition consoles are plagued with problems. You get overheating or, or broken fans or loud fans. And having this video out makes me feel a lot better about it, knowing that I could pop one of these panels off and replace a fan if I needed to. And how yeah. about the, the, the let's talk specifically the design, speaking of the fan there, because where the fan is, is, is sitting sort of like underneath that um, where the one panel is, but sort of where the the actual main console curves out a little bit and they kind of talked about that a little bit how the dust catchers and that kind of stuff will never actually like get clogged because of the way that it was designed with the fan where it's sitting and like the space that's between it and the the actual panel and uh, it's yeah. really smart it was really and it's smart very design. Easy to clean too yeah and then like the fan just pops out um there's four screws holding it in really cool but then right next to the fan is where we can pop in our own uh, SSDs, the NVMe SSDs. Now, they've not released the list of SSDs that are mm-hmm. available to be used. The, on the only ones yet, right? the only ones we know of for sure are the ones that like um, are like incredibly expensive. There right. was like there's like three that they said so far that are compatible. And but that's going to be more. That's too bad. There's yeah, they're like, be more. it's like it's like two hundred and fifty dollars for a gig or, or a terabyte mm-hmm. or something, which is just mm-hmm. absurd right now. Yeah, not worth it at the moment. Not worth it at the moment when there's eight hundred and some gigabytes available on the console. And I know it'll suck, but you can plug in an external hard drive to your PS5 and store things on there. You just can't play. Right. You have to transfer. Well, and um, now however, reports are coming out that the hard drive is 825 gigs. Actual usable space is about 650. Yeah. See, that's rough. That's rough in, in this day and age where a game is 100 gigs. So that's rough. Um but I did see recently that uh, PS5 games on an external obviously have to be transferred over. But if you store like digital PS4 games and stuff on an external, supposedly those will run off the external on a PS4. And that makes sense. Because they already do on the PS4. Right. So it's, it's not it's not changing much. Now, speaking of pl- being able to play those PS4 games also, and this is what Sean was talking about earlier, it looks like almost entirely you'll be able to play the PS4 catalog on the PS5 the day of release. There's yes. like... 10 games that are only PS4 games. And they're actually only, they're right here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, it's 10. Uh, so these games right here are the ones that we will not be able to play. And I have never heard of 5. any of them, by the way. Sorry, Sean, you won't be able to play Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of Kuma Volume 1. Oh, I have heard of that one, but you won't be able to we play Just Deal ones. With It, unfortunately. Yeah, Just Deal With It is uh, is on this list. Joe's Diner is on this list. Uh, Hitman Go Definitive Edition. DWVR. TT Isle of Man. I think I have Ro- Hitman Go on my phone. You probably do. Do I? Ro- <laughs> Robinson The Journey. Shadow Complex Remastered, Shadwin, and We Sing. Those are PS4-only yeah, games, Sean. Don't care about any of that. 
We're good, baby. We're good. Oh, uh, no, I've got Lara Croft go. Sorry. Okay. Same team oh, yeah, that yeah, made yeah. him. Same team that made it. I'm not terribly worried about the hard drive storage issues, though, because for the most part, you know, yes, you can you can uninstall them and reinstall the games. Can you keep can you keep the save file at least like? Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yes. So it's not a big deal. Like, so what? You just reinstall it when you want to play it again. Like, for example, if you're a that's Destiny usually guy, what I do. That's usually what I do. Yeah. You're a Destiny guy. You keep your save file. You just uninstall the base game when you're ready to get back into it. When a new expansion comes out, you just put it back on. What's the big deal? Right. I mean, if you have slow Internet speeds. I could see it being a, a, you know, like a a pain in the ass to constantly have to uninstall and reinstall games because of limited storage space. So I get that. I I get why people, you know, I I think these consoles, I mean, it's unfortunate. I really think they need bigger hard drives. I, I think just, you know. We, we need to get to the point where they're affordable all across the board in terms of like bigger space, because where technology is at right now, we need the space like we need it. And these 500 gigabyte hard drives or one terabyte hard drives, even I, I'd even argue that two terabytes is too small. I think that like when games are 100 gigs, 150 gigs, I think by the end of this console generation, we're going to see games that are 200 gigs, if not higher than that. Sure. And that's just that's just too small. I, I I think the standard needs to be at least two terabytes with with potential for like four being the average. Like, that's just what needs to happen eventually. <laughs> and I and I know we will get to that point where, you know, the, the technology is affordable to the point where we can get, say, a four terabyte NVMe SSD for, I don't know, 100 bucks. Like, we'll get there eventually, but it's right, going to be right. years. It's going to be years until we can get there. Well, you know, you look at the board that the SSD controller is on and then the uh, custom, uh, con- you know, the little custom hard drives that surround it. They could have put a couple more on there, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot of space. <laughs> I know. I know that this the up close shot that I'm looking at right now, I purposely turned the video on and got to like 533 on it because that's where they show it. Yeah, there's not even circuitry on some parts of the waffle. So you're looking at it and you're like, OK, couldn't you have moved some of the components around and put one more on there? You know, like what was the engineering behind that? So I'm not going to sit here and knock them. I, I think it's a phenomenal looking setup and it's all looks like it's supposed to run together very well it's kind of got like an apple feel to it with how good it's supposed to run together but i mean dang could you make it a little easier on us <laughs> I, I don't think know of, i think one of the unfortunate things too is if they ever make it to the point where ps5 games are playable off of an external i don't know that anyone would want to ever do that because of how fast the loading time is on that ssd that's built into the ps5 like dude the it's video, amazing the, the video that digital foundry did of of demon souls and, and showing how fast things load when compared to the PlayStation 3 version. It's it's fucking mind-blowing, man. Even like Spider-Man, you know, the one that they talked about initially when they started talking about the PS5. You know, one Dude. second and, you, and you're in. Like, that's it! That's that it! Spider-Man <laughs> tech demo sold it all, and that was filmed off of a dev kit. Like, yeah. that's not even a real day one PS5, man. And we've talked about this before. Like, this is huge. You don't want an external hard drive going through a high-speed USB-A port when you could have it right on the board humming and kicking at full speed. Humming and drumming, baby. Tipping and dipping. Humming and drumming. The Sean story. Yeah, humming and drumming. (laughs) It's just me humming, eating drumsticks. (laughs) (laughs) It's just me in a bucket of Colonel Sanders' finest. (laughs) Playing I Love You, Colonel Sanders, on Steam. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, man. though, kind of baked into these uh, stories that came out over the last week, we did find out some information on, um, you know, like PS4 to PS5 upgrades and, and some accessories and stuff and peripherals that are going to work with the PlayStation 5 from the PlayStation 4. And Kyle, unfortunately, we found out that your DualSense, you're going to need it. Like yeah. we talked about earlier in the show, you're going to yeah. need it. So. I- I don't know that I totally agree with that decision by Sony either. I I think that the, you know, the forwards compatibility of controllers is important. I think that being able to use these controllers and, and, and port them forward and not have us buy accessories over and over and over again is is such a consumer friendly thing to do and 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 making it so that you can't play any ps5 games on a dual shock just doesn't feel right i know that most of the games that they put on aren't going to be specific to dual sense controllers you're going to be able to play them with a dual so you don't have the haptic feedback like big whoop you know let's there really should be an option to to port these duals these dual shocks forward um especially because the dual shock 4 is such a great controller it sucks to see them you know kind of throw it to the wayside like this yep yeah, they're, the statement that they kind of tucked in here, it says the DualSense wireless controller, DualShock 4 wireless controller, and PlayStation officially licensed third-party gamepad controllers will work on PS5 consoles with supported PS4 games. So you won't be able to use them for PS5 it's too games, bad. unfortunately. It's too bad. Yeah, it says here PlayStation 5 games are not compatible with the DualShock 4. So I got I to gotta come in on the other side on this one, guys. The PlayStation is notorious for always upgrading controllers throughout the generations of release. The PS1 controllers did not work even on PS1 later generations because they added the analog sticks. You've got PlayStation 2 controllers that don't work on PS3s and so on and so forth. So I think this is just standard. I mean, this has been the way that it always was. There's there's no reason to get upset about it now. The only reason why we're pissed about it is because Microsoft has spoiled us with the 360 controller that works on anything that has a USB port. Exactly. So, That's the way it should be. <laughs> I don't know. Is it though? Because to be honest with you, like if you can incorporate new system features and enhance the gaming experience and upgrade the controller with every generation, why not? I mean, you're buying a $500 system. I know $70 is a lot for a controller, but if it means that the experience is going to dwarf and eclipse the PS4 experience, why wouldn't you be excited to do that? I don't have as big of an issue with it because controllers are, you know, at least one controller is included when you buy the console. So I, I really don't have an issue with them doing it because we ever use usually only have one controller anyway you know it's very rare that you know right at the start jessica and i we like we're buying an extra dual sense this time but that's because we're you know we're getting some multiplayer games that we're probably going to play together um but usually it's just you know we we deal with the one that comes with the console for i don't know the first six months to a year after it comes out uh but specifically i i for the dualshock 4 like the only changes are the haptic triggers and the design right i don't know i don't know let's figure that out like let's see here dual shock four compared to like i I can't remember exactly what i I know the haptic triggers are are a big thing and obviously like the light 
is different and the the lights in a different spot but that's all that i remember being different about the dual sense yeah it looks fairly similar when you do like a 50 50 i call it the two-faced shot yeah you know um i i think that the i am excited because i think the design of the dual sense looks i am more excited to get my, my hands on it like i i want to know how it feels in my hands because i i think the dual shock 4 is really comfortable so i i'm excited to see how the dual sense actually fits and and how it'll be like after you know a, a lengthy playtime session well yeah you look at the look at the they have this plateau where they rest and there's a clear edge that comes off sense it's all fluid so i think that's going to feel a lot better on your hands and be more comfortable uh looks like here the dual sense has a larger middle pad what's that thing called the touch the, pad the, the sensor pad, pad or whatever yeah the touch pad uh it looks like the playstation button in the middle is bigger and easier to access if you need to like get to it quickly and i i am excited for the haptic feedback and the triggers because that was the one of my feedback is going to be it's going to be a massive upgrade though like what what you're able to feel like trigger wise and shooters and racing games and i imagine they're going to be able to do some really cool things with like platformers and stuff too so. Yeah, well, like, even if I'm playing like the new Horizon Zero Dawn and I'm pulling back on the tension on a bow or something, if I feel that and I feel the resistance, then I can gauge how far I'm going to shoot my shot on the game just by the feeling on the controller. Like, th- that's the potential that I'm like willing to overlook the fact that I have to buy a $70 controller if I want to have another one, because it's like, wow, you know, there's so many features in the game that can be intuitive now instead of you having to compensate even more in the actual, you know, screen experience if you if you want to call it that i'm okay with it i'm gonna wait the six months and see if a customizable one comes out because they've been wildly successful with the different colors and iterations oh, of the dual yeah dude of the dual shock but uh yeah dude i mean i'm all about it i think it's a great upgrade I'm just glad we we found out some more information like, you know, the the backward compatibility stuff is something that we've been starving for. Uh, You know, Microsoft has been giving us all the information on their backwards compatibility, but Sony's been kind of hush hush on the whole subject. And it's awesome because literally only 10 titles are not playable on a PS5 from the PS4 console. Titles that no one cares about anyways, right? I can't imagine anyone really cares about that. If you care about those games, you still have the system that plays them. That's how I see it. Exactly. And it's literally just 10. Like everything else is playable on a PS5. So that gives me complete, complete confidence that I can get rid of uh, one of our PS4s toward the PS5 uh, next month. I'm excited about that. So how much are you going to like really get for it though? Right. You know, Uh, you look at that. What are you going to get like 50 bucks? No, the the, the, the original PS4. PS4 that that'll go for millions on eBay, man. <laughs> no, we all yeah. it. the um... Wesley P's on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, that'll make it at least twenty eight dollars more. No, GameStop actually, I I, I don't know. They're they're not terrible. Um, they are terrible as as a company. But like you'll get probably upwards of a little more than 100 just base for a PS4 right now if you traded it in. Uh, But what it's nice is when new consoles come out, they always offer incentives. So they'll offer like $50 extra toward a PS5 if you trade in your PS4 or, you know, you'll get like $20 extra if you trade in certain things like they they give you an incentive to like only around certain times, though. So that's why I only ever trade into GameStop at certain points of the year when they're doing their stuff. If it's just like a 
a normal Thursday, you know, it's April 2nd, whatever. I'm not going to go trade into GameStop. But yeah, before a new console on a comes Thursday, out, that's what dad always said. Yeah, exactly. But before a new <laughs> before a new console comes out, they always are offering uh, deals. So it's worth it to look into. Yeah. Well, you know what? I want to touch on that real quick. Actually, I think GameStop, I would be more happy to support them now. It funny enough that I think that they're making deals with Microsoft and they're going to be more of an outlet that it's will the be only it. way they're going to survive this upcoming generation. Like, I, I think the partnership with Microsoft is is beneficial to them because it will keep them in business for at least another decade. Exactly. And also Reggie's there. Like, I don't True. know why, but that makes me feel a lot better about the company. I know that working for them probably blows, but I mean, you can't tell me that GameStop is full of a-holes and Walmart's not. I buy video games from Walmart all the time. Like, <laughs> so it's like, ah, I'm not going to sit here and freaking play that game. Like you're selling it. It's a fair price. It's an outlet that's widely available everywhere. I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So we will obviously I know we've been talking a lot of next gen here on, on the podcast, but I mean, what else is there? I mean, next gen is literally a month now, away. Baby. Yeah, we're we're a month away. So if you're sick of hearing about next gen, you're going to get sick of us for a little while, because that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about for a bit. They're already uh, sick of us. Yeah, that's true. That's you why know, uh, I'm excited, though, because we <laughs> we don't talk about just next gen. Like when this comes out, I'm going to be talking about ps4 hey what you beat this week man i finally beat last of us it's such a good game i can't believe i didn't get into it sooner it, like you're and gonna see, get when playstation 6 comes out he'll move back back to ps3 this is the <laughs> meridian right here exactly <laughs> Like, oh, man, I modded my PS3. Man, Uncharted 2 is a great game. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, holy smokes. John's all backwards. <laughs> I can't believe Metal Gear Solid 5 was so short. Like, it's just going to be awesome, man. The whole, the whole bit, so... But, but that's exciting. It. It's, it's exciting that we're, you know, this is the first time cons, like, a new generation. I, I don't really... And we weren't even doing the podcast yet when the Switch came out, but I wouldn't have counted the Switch as like a new console generation anyway. Uh, it is for Nintendo, but it, it's always part of like the, the generation that comes out that Microsoft and Sony start. So like where this is the official start of the next generation. And it's, you know, we're, we're doing the podcast now. Nintendo plays by their own rules. Yeah. All four of us are, are getting these next gen platforms. Like all four of us are getting the PS5. And Kyle is the only one with an Xbox Series S pre-order so and far. And it's going to sit under my Christmas tree for like a month and a half. <laughs> That's so awesome. Everyone's going to be so mad. Gonna be great. What's going to be great is when you open it and you get it ready for your kids and they're so excited to play it, it's going to have six hours of downloads and patches. They're going to be so oh, excited yeah. that they just start peeing on it. <laughs> you know what? Like the week before Christmas. Sucks. <laughs> a, a week it's got before a Christmas. 58 updates. <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably patch it. I'll probably take it out of the box. I think it would it. be smart for you to do that. Yeah. Heck because yeah, man. Other, otherwise, they're going to they're going to. Oh, cool. Let's play. Uh, sorry, kids. I have to wait till tomorrow. Isn't that the worst? Though? Download like, updates. When, <laughs> when we were growing up and you got a game for your computer and you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to install it. And then you freaking got to download all these patches for it day one. And then two and a half hours later, you finally get to play it. You're like, what the freak, man? So good that's on you. Good death. That's what it was like buying a Red Dead Redemption 2. And I was like, time to play. And then you had to download the whole game. <laughs> and, then, and then you can't do anything else with your Internet because then your your freaking bandwidth goes down and it takes 85 hours to download. 
download exactly. the app. And then you can't do anything once you get in the game because there's nothing to do. It's a boring game. Oh, see, yeah, that, that then, I disagree with. You get it on Stadia. <laughs> you get it on Stadia and you didn't realize that Lego came out with a Red Dead Redemption game. Oh, that sucks. Oh, man. Stadia fan, man. You remember we were so high on it? The best thing that came out of Stadia was the freaking the uh, Wasabi Wasabi Green controller. controller. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That controller is freaking sick, man. <laughs> Does it work with other stuff? I don't know. I don't know, um, man. I don't know if I can play Steam the day when they were Google. talking a bunch of bunch of crap about the Steam controller. I have one of those, dude. I love oh, that controller. Cool. You're a, no you're way, a joke. I'm, I, I'm looking at. I, I've been looking more and more into Amazon Luna. They have their own controller too, so I'm sure that'll go. Yeah, well. we'll see how that well, works. All their game stuff goes perfectly yeah. well. That'll that'll do just fine. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not them making a game. It's just a service. So I have more. You know, higher hopes. I do have faith because their Amazon Prime Video service and their music service yeah, are actually always, pretty that's, good that's actually solid so if they can if they can come up with a, like a successful video game service that'd be really cool they're like not one, good at making things they're good at selling things that's exactly. what they're good at exactly so all their amazon basic stuff they i mean that's all something else they just copy so i'm i'm okay with that too yep um, you hear that notes? open up the wallet spend some actual cheddar cheese make some real games spend some cheddar fund us fund us invest in us no it's kidding don't absolutely <laughs> that'd be awesome though. i'd, We'd be, become, okay with it. I, I, I'd yeah. be okay with lebanon games becoming a part of amazon <laughs> oh, we get are you kidding me oh yeah, my god can you Twitch? imagine that ain't ever happening that ain't ever happening oh no man this i just got of of the media files is brought to you by jeff bezos well jeff, we just need we just need everything. sean to start stalking around to his campus up there and uh are, are they in seattle or washington as well oh, are they up there somewhere let me google this where does jeff bezos <laughs> while sean looks at that i want to quickly move into a little kickstart my because the deal Washington, I'll, I'll go up there right there now. Like, Yo, JB, what's up, baby? <laughs> you used to love around games. We got bald heads. We're cool. <laughs> JB. <laughs> J- JB. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, kickstart my heart this week. I mentioned it last week, but I, I kind of want to try to find uh, fitting seasonal horror games this uh, this month. And I did. This one is awesome here. We have a retro horror game called Sunshine Manor. And this is actually a prequel to a game that came out back in 2016 that I didn't even know of called Camp Sunshine. I looked it up on Steam and this game is $6.99. I think I'm going to buy it because oh. it looks it looks really fucking rad. But this Kickstarter game looks really cool, too. So uh, let's let's dive into this here. Sunshine Manor is the prequel to Camp Sunshine, a love letter to retro gaming and classic 1980s horror films. The game takes inspiration from movies such as From Beyond, Friday the 13th and A Nightmare on Elm Street, while mixing gameplay mechanics from games such as the beloved and long running Legend of Zelda, Resident Evil and Silent Hill series. Uh, When it comes to horror games, Sunshine Manor is all about the tension rather than purely relying on jump scares, although the team does have a few of those uh, built in there, too. The game aims to deliver many features that will help it differ from your typical horror game, with things such as a beautiful hand-drawn 8-bit pixel art, explore a changing mansion and journey between the mortal and demon realms, a fantastic 1980s synthwave soundtrack written just for Sunshine Manor, power-ups and costumes to help you in your quest, cross paths with a host of unique characters, and of course, a bit of comedy. Uh, So we're meeting Ada McCready here, who is the main character. First and foremost, Ada is not your typical 
1980s horror movie damsel in distress. She looks like the daughter from Bob's Burgers. She really does. <laughs> Although she might be trapped inside the Sunshine Manor, Ada is more than capable at stopping the unfolding nightmares and ending the Shadow Man's reign of terror over the ghostly inhabitants of the old Aitken house. Ada doesn't have just her witch to protect her, though. Her latent psychic powers are triggered as she enters the mansion, allowing her to vanquish demons, ward off the Shadow Man, and solve devious puzzles that would trap any normal human. However, with every reward, there is also a great risk at hand. The range of your psychic abilities is a bit short, so you have to get close to vanquish these evil rascals and force the Shadow Man back into his lair. Miss, and you're in a world of trouble. The old Aitken house has sat abandoned for the past four years. The local children have told stories of the gruesome murders that happened there all those years ago. Ada and her two friends pluck up the courage to knock on the door, and the rest is for you to discover. Whilst the game is set entirely within a single location, the mansion itself changes over time, with new areas unlocking during your quest to stop the Shadow Man. You'll find items, keys, costumes, hidden rooms, and more, all within the beautiful hand-drawn rooms and corridors that you'll be exploring. How fucking cool does this look? Looks I've awesome, got dude. great news for you, Brian. Hmm. What? Let's head on over to the rewards. Okay. For $11, there is an early bird where you can get a copy of this game. Holy shit, it comes with both! Of Cam's You're Sunshine. right! Well, pledging, that's that definitely, that's it right there. Because it's, it's fucking $6.99 on Steam. Yep. So for an extra $5, and there's 72 left. Oh, done, dude. Absolutely done. Yeah, I'm pledging. Now, for 24 bucks, you can get a copy of each on both Steam and the console of your choice, plus the soundtracks for both. Holy plus a shit, PDF dude. guide for the premium edition or from premium edition. This is insane. In-game credits. They're giving out so much. And, and these are all like crazy early bird packages that are almost all sold out. So you need to jump on this if you want it. <laughs> yeah. They're given so like th these are this is this is cool, man. This is cool. What do you think, Sean? You know what? I, I am scared for the fact that it's a year because away. You're always scared. Because you're yeah. scared of horror games. I, I plus for the, the fact the, that the it's what now dudes get me. It's a, a year, year away. away. Like delivery won't be until November twenty twenty one. So Yeah, but um, they've already always, produced a game. Yes. No, no, no. They're they're awesome. It, it's not that. It's just I mean, am I gonna be as pumped or jazzed or interested when it actually comes out? I but, think I mean, so. I think it looks awesome. It's just the the part that I like the most about the game is you look at all of the gifts and the psychic ability radius is very small. You yeah. have to get really close to these guys who are unpredictable and crazy. And then once you blow your psychic thing, you have to charge it back up for at least three seconds. Like it's going to take a lot of a lot of strategy, man. You got a platformer just to get it done. I'm excited about that, though. Like, it's got like a Zelda feel to it in that regard. And the uh, the enemy designs, man. They're just like some of the stuff that they showed in like the residents. They're so cool. Like that that ogre guy, like patting yeah. his belly, just sitting there, God. blood on his like, blood on his mouth. It's my spirit animal. <laughs> That's Sean and Den. Well, probably right now, but <laughs> I was gonna say ten years, but instead of hair, you're growing a horn on the top of your head. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like Dan's the tornado alien, like the yeah. Tasmanian devil guy. Uh, Brian hyped up, hyped could, up on G Fuel and Coke. You're the fly that poops out the green stuff. Maybe, maybe. I Although, feel like, uh, um, I feel like Kyle's the guy with the wing cloak. <laughs> creeping in the shadows. It's <laughs> always just always swiggity swooty coming for that booty, you know, just coming in hot. But but the most exciting thing about this game, I, I don't know if you guys actually uh, went, scrolled down to the soundtrack part and, and clicked on the two tracks that are available. Uh, very dark synthwave type stuff that I'm completely into. Um, this is this is my game game. This is my kind of game right here. Like I, I'm very excited about this. 
Oh, it looks awesome, dude. I think that they've done a really good job with the art style. It suits the type of game that they're playing to have kind of like that pixelated. So um, I, I, I went to I went to pledge, but uh, my expired credit card is in there. So well, I, need my, I need my new credit card. Did you pledge, Brian? Yeah, I did. Okay. I just refreshed it. It was at 72 for the crazy early bird available. It's still at 72 now. So I think you're going to be all right. Yeah, I know. I just it hasn't. Mine has. I, I think it takes like a couple minutes to refresh. But yeah, I did. I did back it. I mean, I'd be stupid not to for $11. Absolutely. Yeah. For so, both games. Yeah. Why not? So go check this out. It's called Sunshine Manor on Kickstarter.com. The other game that you're getting with it is called Camp Sunshine, uh, if you pledge for that early bird, um, which is currently available on Steam, like I said, for $6.99 now. So why not? Just and then that if up. that early bird runs out, there's a second tier that's 13 bucks that you can get both of them at. So. Exactly. So it's $2 more. Ooh, yeah, big deal. <laughs> big deal. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well. That's the show. That's what we're doing this week. I think it turned out okay, but yeah, no, not too bad. Sean, you, you and I are done. Goodbye. The final words go to Kyle. I'll do a quick plug for this week's episode of BG or well, last week's episode of BG Mania, where you brought back "Are You Afraid of the Dark," which was awesome. Hey, look who it is! It's my kid. Just brought me my wallet so that I can pledge to this Kickstarter. Thanks, bud. <laughs> hey, hey, come here. <laughs> do you want to say hi to everybody? Hi. Say happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. This episode of the Level Down Games podcast has been brought to you by leveldowngames.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of where you're listening. If you want more of us, check out youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and make sure you subscribe with notifications on, as well as twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames again with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media, as well as to our Discord server, and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.